On today's show, no Luka Doncic, no problem. The Mavs take care of business against the Houston Rockets. And the guard duo of Dinwiddie and Brunson show us exactly what the Mavs can do. How will that help them going into the playoffs this year? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavs Podcast. And welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can like, subscribe to the show, getting our way to 12,000 subs, and joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the community kid, the one more thinking, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Hey, you want to fight me? 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 Do you want to fight me? Shout out to the Miami Heat. (laughs) Looks like it's having a lot of fun over there. If we, we couldn't be locked on Mavericks if we didn't just revel in the heat just expl- imploding a little bit here. I right? love it. Sign me up for it. Let's let's do it. Um, Dirk would be I'll, proud. You know what's also nice? Being a Mavericks fan, whenever you see the Rockets suck. And boy, do they <laughs> suck. <laughs> they wow. do. They, I mean, they're young and they've got some interesting talent in, in that. But man, the Mavericks just took them in the third quarter and just they never looked back. The the Rockets offense was just so lost. So incredible. You would have never thought that, that was a Steven Silas coached team and Steven Silas also coached the Mavs team that had the best offensive rating in NBA history and then he was also coaching this team, right? Like it's just so mm. different because of talent and all that, but the big story in this game was Brunson and Dinwiddie. 28 points for Brunson. 26 points for Dinwiddie. 16 of Brunson's points came in the third quarter. And they basically just played like, all right, this is your quarter. Now this is my quarter. You know, first half was was Dinwiddie scoring 19 points. Third quarter, Brunson scored 16. And then Dinwiddie put it, what, like uh, seven more points or 11 more points in that fourth quarter? To basically, Yeah, seven more points in that fourth quarter to basically end the game. And it was exactly what you want from those two guys. Oh, 100%. You know, 54 combined points, you know, between the two. Uh, Brunson obviously didn't hit a three tonight, but Dinwiddie hit four of those threes. A couple of those were step backs in the first half. It's nasty. Just looking confident out there with the three. Oh, no. Love it. Um, so, yeah, I went, I went to – personally, I went to the game as a fan tonight. Went with my best friend, and it was from Houston. And uh, wow, so shots. <laughs> it wasn't me, guys. Um, you were taking shots because he was wearing a Jalen Green jersey. And <laughs> I don't know. You just said so, best friend and it wasn't me. So I think a lot of people, uh-huh. a lot of people that listen to the pod are going to be like, wow, are these guys even friends? <laughs> I don't know. Nick is one of my best friends, guys. Nah, but wow, he just said we, one of them. We talk, we talk more than uh, <laughs> Barb. Do you think I talked to Nick? Hold on, hold you? on, hold on. Do I have a seat at the table among your best friends? <laughs> Dallas is going to get a seat at the table. My wife, my wife just said, absolutely. (laughs) Um, But no, so we, you know, went to the game as a fan and we were, you know, watching the game, obviously really enjoyed this because I'm wearing my Mavs, you know, quarter zip uh, because the ladies like quarter, quarter zips. (laughs) Such a deep cut joke that no one will get. It is. And uh, he's wearing his Rockets gear, but he leaned over in the first quarter and he goes, bro, Dinwiddie is so good. (laughs) <laughs> and like, yes. and he doesn't watch a ton of like Mavs games, but it's like, 
I'm like, dude, it is wild that, you know, how that trade is just unfolded that, you know, I think it's a future thing we can do later on that somebody asked me the other day during the day, they're like, hey, was that the most impactful trade this year? And I'm like, Harden. Are we sure, though? I'm watching like, this Lakers-Sixers game, and Lakers may win this game without LeBron, so maybe not. I know, but I like. I think there's a legit argument to say, like, Spencer Dinwiddie going to Dallas was the biggest player acquisition at the trade deadline, like, over that, like, week or so. The most impactful, I believe, but it's not the biggest yeah. because the because of James Harden going to the Sixers. Most impactful. But most like, impactful. I'm, I'm there with you on that. Yeah, just how much has changed Dallas's, like, whole, like, ceiling offense having having another guy out there that can do what he did tonight and it's like he's he's playing really good basketball man like obviously we were pros of this trade and like i thought he would be good in dallas and change the team i didn't think he'd be this good this quick for dallas and that that's what's awesome no and it's it's he's hitting his threes and he's getting the line and he's getting you know he had he's six of eight from the free throw line in this game and he's not just getting the line, but he's finishing around the rim too. He had a couple more end ones in this game, and a couple more that could have almost been end ones. But then he went to the line and hit, you know, hit a couple of free throws there. It's just that we we keep saying this, but it's true. It's having these different guys. Luca can do everything, right? So you have Luca to do all that. You have Brunson. He can do the herky jerky stuff, you know, in the in the lane and, and the shots that he was hitting in the third quarter. We'll talk about him for sure. But those kind of shots are just awesome to have. He can get a shot off against a lot of different players. And then Dinwiddie to be the slasher, right? To, to get north-south, to get to the rim and to finish around, to have those options. You can beat a lot of different team schemes with that, especially if you have all of them playing on the, on the floor at the same time. Now, there are different problems with that, but to have those different options, plus the shooters of, you know, Bullock and Dorian and Maxi and others, other shooters that the Mavs they have, like those guys didn't shoot well tonight. Bullock was one yeah. of six. Dorian was only two of eight. Um, Brunson was zero for two. Josh Green went zero for two. Maxi went zero for three. Frank mm. only hit one. Sterling missed his, the two threes. I mean, the Mavs went eight of thirty-two. Without Dinwiddie's, they would have gone four of twenty-six. <laughs> That's awful. But they still won the game, and they found a way to win because they can score now in these different ways with these multiple guards. Yeah. I mean, it's you look at a game like this, and you say, all right, Luka's out. And there was a whole risk, you know, like, hey, they're going to rest Luka. It's the Rockets. They suck. But Isaac, you, Isaac panic face over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't, you can't lose this game. You need this game in the standings. Also, Minnesota lost to the hey, Suns tonight. And... and- your boy David Locks, Utah Jazz. Great um, vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. So great vibes, no sensational vibes. Don't interrupt. Vibes are immaculate. <laughs> All right, take a drink every time he says vibes. <laughs> great vibes. Yeah. Um, but it's like, all right, Lucas, not going to play. You're playing a bad team. What do you need to happen? You need your two, two, your two next guys, your number two and your next number three, up. to step up. I want to see him take the most shots on the team and I want him to, you know, tag team with scoring. Now, Dorian took one more shot than Dinwiddie in this game, but they did. It's like 26 points, 28 points. They did exactly what you would expect that and what you wanted in this game. And like, that's one of those moments you're like, thank you. Awesome. This, you know, it's Dinwiddie early. Brunson, you know, tallied up later on. Third quarter. I, I was a little worried there a little bit. I'm like, Brunson, we can't have this. Like, don't don't have one of these games. It's like one of your kids. Brunson, 
Brunson? I know. It's like Jalen? Brunson? You can't do this. Like, it can't just be Dinwiddie scoring. Like, we can't yeah. have a super close game, Rockets two point, you know, win. And, you know, Dinwiddie has 28 and Brunson sitting at like 14. I'm like, I will pull my hair out if that happens. And it didn't. And shout out to Brunson for leading the Mavs and scoring. So with this in mind, with these two guards now, and yes, it was against the Rockets, all that. Sure, you can you can qualify it all you want. But it's, this has still been the way that the Mavs have been winning. You know, when Luka is back, they now have these multiple ways to score. How does this change going into a first round series? Because I'm looking back at some of these teams and last year it was... Luca's the only guy that can dribble on the team yeah. against the Clippers, right? The year before, Luca's the only one that you you want taking a pull up well, shot. Wes Matthews could dribble a few years ago. The wine, the wine, the wine. <laughs> now you have these three guys. Hopefully, and Brunson's big test is going to be in the playoffs for sure. You know, whoever, oh, yeah. whatever, t- whatever team the Mavs play, Br- the Brunson's big test is going to be there. I expect Dinwiddie to, to you know play about the same because he's a bigger guard and, and all that. But having exactly all these guys, Bill wants having having all these guys. How does it change going into a playoff series now? Well, it, yeah, it's exactly what you said. It's like now you're not when Luca checks out of the game, you're not. Oh, here we go. Like, can y'all? It's not. It's the mindset of when Luca checks out. Now you don't have to say. Can we just stay afloat? Yeah. Like, just stay afloat. Now, like, there is a realistic chance that, oh, okay, we can continue with the sales, you know, down. Like, we can continue moving on. Like, let's let's do this. Let's increase the lead. Let's keep the offense flowing instead of, all right, Luke is out. Well, now everybody just go below deck and just, like, start plugging holes on the side. And, like, let's just <laughs> stay, keep this thing afloat until Luca can come back. And they've been doing that all year. Remember at the beginning of the season, Luca had a negative on off, like, you know, net yeah. rating at the beginning of the season. They This bench has been doing it with Brunson at the helm and now with Dinwiddie at the helm. They've been leading this Mavs team, you know, in scoring and bringing them back and all that. And so it's been, it's been incredible to watch these guys. And so Dinwiddie and Brunson getting it done, but it wasn't just on them. There was a moment in the game that we actually didn't learn about until after the game that I think was a big moment for this Mavs team. And we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Truebill. A lot of us subscribe to things. I have so many subscriptions. I have a subscription for my dog called BarkBox. And you just, you you get like, like, (laughs) you get treats and stuff. I have so many different subscriptions. I even have one for my dog. But do you know why free trials and subscriptions renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let them. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. I'll never forget about the one for my dog. But there are other ones that I will forget. Companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. There are some subscriptions, like certain streaming services, you have to call the company, wait on the phone to cancel it. You can't just do it online. Ludicrous. <laughs> no, his his subs- subscription is actually really good. The Fire TV? No. <laughs> Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Check out Truebill. They have over 2 million users. They've helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA. It can save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. I just realized I mixed up Ja Rule and Ludacris with my Fire, fire Festival joke. Also... New advertiser for the show. Welcome in. Welcome in. Great vibes for NBA Top Shots, the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a community of hundreds of thousands of NBA fans as a natural progression of fantasy sports, a way to upgrade your experience as an NBA fan. Isaac, 
you're a fan of the Top Shot. What kind of what kind of moments do you have? What are your packs like these days? Oh, I have a hot moment right now. Christoph Porzingis on the Mavs. Uh, it's the not very hot, but listen, I actually enjoy Top Shot. I enjoyed it, especially when it launched. I might have. This is the irony here. Might have sold a LeBron for like a decent amount of money, and a LeBron one of all things, a LeBron one making you money. Um, got you know sold a Jokic. Used to get in line with the packs and stuff. It's just it adds a different dynamic to watching the game, and I think it's fun. It's it's a fun thing to keep track of. You can get the trading cards. Uh, it's taken to the stock market in the NBA. You can make some money off of it. Fantasy sports with it. You can also. Check out their loyalty program. They've actually flew a couple of collectors out to game five of the NBA finals for having Suns moments in their collection. So go check it out. If you sign up for Top Shot today, the best way to sign up is by getting yourself a starter pack. You can pull an NFT of a superstar like LeBron, like Isaac did, KD, Luka, all that for just $9. And if you didn't pull your your favorite player from the starter pack, you can snag moments from the marketplace that appeal to you. Go check it out. NBA Top Shot. Get to the top. Get to the top. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen for your next listen. Check out Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I learned from from Josh Lloyd, um, Locked On Fantasy, the goat of just podcasting and fantasy basketball. If they don't give you a catchphrase at the end of the at the end of these ads, then just give one to it. <laughs> just, just give it one. Um Get to there the was, top. There was a, get to the top. NBA top shot. There was a moment in the game that we didn't learn about until afterwards. Was one of the reasons why the Mavs won this game. So, you know, first segment we talked all about Dinwiddie and Brunson, how they were so good and blah, blah, blah. This game was not like this game. The Mavs did not have control of this game in the first half at all. The the you know, the Rockets had leads at certain points in this game. It was back and forth. It was a back and forth game. Even at halftime, the You know, the Rockets were up by one. The Mavs didn't really take control of this game until the third quarter and then even then into the, you know, into the middle of the fourth quarter. And a moment that happened in this game, Callie Kaplan tweeted this out, that Dorian Finney-Smith spoke up in the locker room at halftime and called for accountability from everybody. And then Jalen Brunson spoke about it after the game. He said, Doe is a man of few words. So when he speaks, there's a lot of weight to that. He basically told us to wake up. Isaac, how important is it for a guy like Dorian Finney-Smith to start becoming a leader in the clubhouse, in the in the locker room for this team? Well, I mean, I, I think there's a reason why a lot of people consider him the heart and soul of the team. Like, in in a way, like, you don't want to do, like, the Draymond comp, but, like, as far as, like, how roster's made up, like, what Draymond is for Golden State, like, that's kind of what Dorian could be for this team, right? Like, you just go across the board and say, well, who's the vocal guy? Yeah. Like it's not really Luca. I mean, Luca in a sense, you know, leads in different ways. We'll talk about yeah, that later, actually, too. Different ways. You know, look at Jalen Brunson, kind of more reserved, you know, yep. kind of funny, you know, type of guy. Dan Whitty just got there. Um, plus, I heard, he, I heard he likes to try to lead, though. So maybe he, <laughs> maybe he will soon. But it's like you just go across the board and it's like, all right, well, who's going to, you know, Reggie just got there. I'm sure he's doing his thing. But Dwight Powell's the longest tenured Maverick. And like, he's not the vocal leader, like rah, rah guy. And But everybody loves Dwight. Sure. Every, so who's going to be the guy that's going to call you out? Like, yeah. who's going to be? It's what I mean, I made a Wes Matthews joke earlier, but it's like Wes did that. Like, he nobody did. messed with Wes. Like, even media, like, walk in. I'm not talking to Wes Matthews. He wasn't fun to talk to. He was. <laughs> 
he wasn't fun to talk to. And I never like sought him out too much a few times just to get a quote here and there. But like, because he was all business and I, I respected yeah. the crap out of that guy because he was, he took his job so personal and so passionate and you saw it on the floor and he didn't care to call people out. And I think there's a reason why he's still in the league. So you need a guy like Dorian on your team and for him to speak up like that speaks volumes of who, like how far he's come on the team since being an undrafted guy. If you haven't heard any of our media day interviews, if you're new to the show or something at the, at, on media day back in well, October, we did an interview with every player on the team, except for Porzingis, actually. Um, and we sat down with them in the American Airlines Center during media day, and we asked them a bunch of questions, some of them fun, some of them serious. And one of them we asked Dorian, and we asked Dwight this too, is when do you become a veteran? When do you become a veteran and actually like start to become a veteran leader? And Dwight was sort of like, you know, he, he didn't really answer the question too. You know, he was like, ah, like, I don't know. I think you got to be in this league for a little while. And like took the, you know, the stately answer to it. Dorian said, I think I'm about there. That was his answer to that question. <laughs> he said, I think I'm about there. Like I've been in the league now, you know, what has he been in like six, seven years? He's like, I've been on, on this team for a while. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm starting to, I'm, I'm about to get there right now. Yeah. This is Dorian's sixth year in the league right now. He's been with the Mavericks the entire time. One of the longest tenured Mavericks. And he's now stepping into that role as being the leader, as being the vocal guy, as being the guy that talks on defense, the guy that that calls people out like this. And this moment right here, I think, is so important because it can't just be Luca. It can't just be Luca because you know too much is is on him. But to be a leader like this, to call people out, especially defensively, Dorian is going to be that guy. And so he called for it. And guess what? This Mavericks team responded by holding Houston to 19 points in the third quarter, and their offense looked like they didn't know what a basketball was oh at times. I mean, it was just brutal. What did your friend, your Rockets fan friend think about that offense in the third quarter? He was just mad that they weren't featuring Jalen Green a lot, which I, I don't get I don't get either. It's like, why why do you all suck so much? Because Bullock took him out of the game. Bullock was glued to him the whole game, and I thought that he did a great job. He, he was glued to him, but there's – like on a bad team like that, there's too many possessions that they're just putting him in the corner. And it's like, all right, cool. Whenever you come around, like, oh, it's, get it's the ball. I mean, it's all your turn, my turn. It's like Eric Gordon, he's going to ISO and take a jumper. You know, Kevin Porter Jr., he's going to ISO and take a jumper. Jay Sean Tate is going to ISO and take a jumper. Like, I know, but this team it's does. like, I mean, you, <laughs> I couldn't help the laugh at Christian Wood. I don't know what game he's trying to play, but. The step back threes, the the decision making, like he is so far gone off that team. Like he is one hundred percent traded in the yeah, offseason. He's gonna be somewhere else. And but it's just like their whole team is a mess. But yeah, it, it's the I don't understand why Jalen Green, why he's shooting eleven shots in a game like this. Like you're 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 gonna lose every game the rest of the season, basically. So let this dude like cook, or at least let him try to cook. And yeah, they just don't do that. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's hierarchy, right? It's the reason why Dinwiddie said he came in here and it was so easy is that the coaching staff laid out the whole plan. And this Rockets team is a little like that Wizards team he came from, right? Where just there's a bunch of different dudes. No one is like the alpha, the number one guy. There's not this clear hierarchy of, okay, it's Luka, it's Brunson, and then it's me, right? That's what the Mavs told Dinwiddie when yeah. he came in. They just don't have that on this Rockets team because nobody has been in the league long enough except for Eric Gordon, and he's not your, he's not your number one guy. Um, Christian Wood couldn't be at some time, some nights. Jalen Green can be on some nights. Kevin Porter Jr. can be on some nights, but they don't have that. And that's why it's hard for these young teams a lot. Just wait till they have Chet. 
<laughs> Chet or Jabari or whoever they get. But uh, please don't send Jabari to this team. <laughs> I cannot watch it. I like Jabari and I cannot see him play with these guards. Okay, Paolo then. Send, send Paolo there. Well, I don't care about Duke players, but <laughs> no, you don't. Um, but Dorian Finney Smith stepping up and being the leader at halftime and calling people out and tell, keeping everyone accountable matters. And I think that that's great. I love him stepping up into that role. I think that's that also helps him in the playoffs. So now we have two things, right? The two guards, and we have Dorian stepping up as a leader. Coming up, let's get into some other notes, uh, things that we saw from this game, other things that we uh, we noticed about this Mavericks team. Spent, uh, Frank Nilakina, I thought, had a really good end of this game. We'll Frankie. Talk about, him. talk about him and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's that time of year again, college basketball. Coming back, Sweet 16 is coming tonight, up. Tonight, tonight, baby. Final four. Lots of stuff. Go check it out, uh, all of it, on Bet Online. They have the best props and odds and lines and everything you're going to need for the tournament. Let's see what kind of games we got on this one. They have uh, NCAA props, Mar- March Madness props. The biggest Sweet 16 win, over 17.5 points, under 17.5 points. Are you feeling a win that's going to go over basically 18 points? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That one team will win by that many points. Mm-hmm. Highest seed to reach the final four under seven and a half, over seven and a half. Is the, are St. Peter's? Are they are they cashing their ticket to the dance? I'll take over on that. I think a higher seed goes. So there you go. Check it all out on Bet Online and feel strongly about any of those. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Starts and doesn't end. All right, Isaac Harris. We talked about Spencer Dinwiddie and Brunson. We talked about Dorian Finney-Smith stepping up as a leader. We talked about Reggie Bullock and his defense. This Mavs defense just really stepping up. A couple other notes from this game. Dwight Powell, I thought, had a really good game. Dwight Powell continues his incredible march. 13 points, 7 boards, 3 assists in this game. Um, 6 of 8 from the from the field. Had another and 1. What is up with him in and 1s? I don't. People just like to foul him. He gets hit in the face all the time. It's been well documented by me, and now many other Mavs reporters are, are documenting his, you know, getting hit in the faceness. But um, but Dwight Powell, I thought, had another good game. He, he's just he's super smart, so he knows where to put his body to draw these fouls. Like even going up for like no, no, rebounds, no, he knows where to put his face. <laughs> uh, just all about face placement. <laughs> So yeah, I mean he's just he's smart. He's playing efficient basketball. You know, he's not you know, he's not going to be your best player out there on the floor, but I mean 13 points in this game like like seven boards, a couple assists, 6 of 8, like finish above the rim whenever he's playing with Luka, get some rebounds, get some and ones. Like that's his role. And right now he's playing he's playing well because they changed his role. And <laughs> But no, he is playing his role. The His best role has been changed. That was such a that's such how that was two years ago. Yeah, the moment they tried to do, you know, they moved on from the stretch five. When they when they changed his role, that was that's an inside joke from two years ago. Now, all these throwbacks <laughs> today. <laughs> that's like a hairstyle, like you were trying to like pull off, and you tried for a while, and you're like, this is, and you just accept it, like <laughs> you can't pull it off. No, so you just you just went back to what the old faithful, the like buzz cut or whatever it is. And that's what they did. And Shout out to anybody out there with a the buzz cut. They're sitting there with a the buzz cut. Probably like a college student, like 22. Just living with the buzz cut. 
Yep. So, D- Dwight Powell had another good game. I thought Frank Nilakina also had a good game. He was six of ten, hit a couple of sweet like little jumpers, hit a three in the corner. He had four assists, three boards. I just I just like that he's getting some run on this team, and I like that between him and Josh Green, like you have a couple of young, interesting guys too. Um, he's I don't think Frank Nilakina is going to matter in the playoffs for the Mavs this year. No. <laughs> no. You said that like let's stop talking about him. <laughs> no. But I like that it's a guy that they can develop, and I like what I've seen from him because the little the little jumpers in the lane, that stuff he can that stuff he can add to his game that can actually make him more than just a all I am as a as a defensive guy and a stand in the corner and shoot a three guy. Yeah, well, tonight's game is exactly the type of game that you want to see him in. It's yeah. like, hey, it turned into a blowout, so he got a lot of run in the fourth. And like, yeah, let's let's throw him out there and shout out. To Moses Wright. Hey. Getting some minutes. Got some points in this game. He had that and one. Super happy for him. And you know, I always love this moment with like team chemistry stuff. That is another sign. You're always looking for those other more signs to see team chemistry. Moses Wright goes in. He gets some minutes. Obviously, he's never, I mean, he never plays at all. And it's his first a, NBA game. He get is it really? I thought he played in one game for the Clippers. I'm pretty sure. Or this is his first NBA points. So he scores, and what what happens on the Mavs bench? Everybody's standing up. Luca yeah. has he his arms up. He played one game for the Clippers. Okay, so Luca has his arms up. He's like cheering on, like Tim and all those guys are hyped up. And it's like that's the type of stuff I'm. I, I love seeing that. And then after the game, it was reported, I think by Cali again, but that Luca went out and grabbed the game ball from Moses Wright after he scored his first NBA points and came back and gave it to him. That Luca went That's out. Cool. Luca went out and grabbed that ball. Spencer Dinwiddie after the game said that Luca went out in Brooklyn and got him the game ball after he hit that game winner. And quote, Luca's known to do classy things like that. That's what Spencer Dinwiddie mm. said about Luca. And so this is the moment I, I talked about at the beginning of the show that leadership from Dorian, it, you know, that vocal stuff. But Luca has now become like the ambassador guy. Like the I'll get I'll go get you the game ball. I'm gonna take care of my guys, right? I'm gonna make sure yeah. that like He's the quarterback that's getting the offensive line Rolexes. He's the yeah. I was gonna say he's the Saracen, but then you talked about buying Rolexes. Like <laughs> Saracen isn't buying Rolexes. No, but, he, but he's like the the guy that's just gonna gonna lead right, and he's just gonna. He's like, hey, you want to go get a milkshake? I'll get you a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Scrap my Saracen analogy. It's gone. It was a bad one. He's the quarterback that's gonna buy the Rolexes, right? Like he's he's <laughs> yeah. the Joe Burrow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what he is, and that's the type of leader he is, and I think it's it's really cool to see the different type of leaders on the team. Okay, so now the Jazz lose. You know what didn't work? Hold on. You know what didn't work in this game is the name that tune. They, <laughs> okay. they tried. They try to play a name that tune game during a timeout. Whatever. It's, a, with, it's a, in the in the timeout where they play these songs, and then the, like there's four or five like fans on the court and they have those little clapper things and they have to clap 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 when they know what the song is and then LED comes up to him and puts the microphone up to him and they say it's Beyonce and they're like yeah it is yeah. Beyonce and then they get it a point but they tried it tonight and it didn't work well they tried it with the Mavs gaming team and they played that was the Mavs gaming team yeah and they played it with video game like like song music yeah so they started with Mario and then they went to Halo next and it's like okay they got well, then they played something that nobody knew. I've never seen uh, this game to where nobody knew. Everybody just sat there and looked at each other. And they're like, all right, that was from... And they said something. Do you remember game. what it was? 
No, I don't remember. It was GoldenEye and N64 GoldenEye. And I just started dying laughing. And then they played something else. And then the guy was like, Zelda. And it wasn't Zelda. I'm like, all right, this is no, it uh, was, um, this is brutal right now. So oh, anyway. I can't remember what that one was. I can't remember it what that one was work. now off the top of my head. But yeah, yeah it was so, it was so fun. They're like wearing Mavs gaming gear. And they're saying, I was like, guys, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dimes would have known. <laughs> Shout out to Dimes tearing up with t- Toronto. I was like, I don't even remember. Where he GC. Went. He's not with the Mavs anymore. But yeah, that did not work. Um, also, Josh Christopher acknowledging, or who was it? Josh Christopher acknowledging the um, the Chick Fil A in the fourth quarter. If the opposing player goes up to the, the free throw line, it's honestly my favorite thing about Mavs games right now. <laughs> opposing player goes up to the free throw line, and then there's all this like Chick Fil A red signage all over. The, like the, the court has been blue the whole game. All the signage is blue. All the lights are blue. All of a sudden, everything just turns red. <laughs> it's Chick-fil-A. If a player on the other team goes up to the free throw line in the fourth quarter and misses two free throws in a row, everybody gets a free Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> and so the crowd gets so hyped, no matter what the score is, for when a player goes up to the free throw line in the fourth quarter. And Christopher goes up there. He misses the first one. He looks. He kind of like looks around at the crowd. And then he hits the second one, and he just like, shakes his head and he's like you're not gonna get it from me it's not it's not gonna happen for me because he like acknowledged that the crowd was cheering to get free chick-fil-a he should have missed it <laughs> he should be a hero be a hero josh christopher be a hero okay so now the mavs are tied with the jazz again two days ago i said is the dream dead for the mavs to pass the jazz are they gonna don't be in the play don't listen to me on any like the like season trend thing don't not defining the season not seating all that don't listen to me on that stuff apparently um and now we, the Mavs- i want to clip that i want to clip that so bad bring it back <laughs> is this five game stretch is it going to define the season for max i love that oh then luca didn't play shout out to the person who just dm'd this post game show question mark yeah it's we're recording we're recording it right if, now if nick will just stop with his one one more things then we can get off this pod. <laughs> Tied with the Jazz. They play the Jazz Sunday. Friday is the Timberwolves. The Mavs are now three and a half games up on the Timberwolves. They were almost getting passed by the Timberwolves at the beginning of this week, and now they're three and a half games ahead of them with a chance to get four and a half games ahead of them uh, on Friday. How are we feeling about where the Mavs stand right now? Can they still get home court advantage? How are you feeling about the Warriors? The Warriors had nobody, and they beat the the you know the Miami Heat that we like we talked about at the beginning. Um, I mean, yeah, it's like, just stay at four or five, like stay, stay somewhere through there. I, I mean, for me, cause, cause I, I want Utah. So I was like, let's just, let's just try to angle for that matchup and obviously win as many games you can going down the stretch here. We don't know what's going to happen with Utah and will golden state, will they crumble a little bit of, with Steph out and stuff? But if I'm Dallas, I'm angling for Utah. It get it starts getting really tricky. Is if like what if Golden State loses like three in a row and then Utah passes them, then it's getting weird because I don't want to match up with Golden State in a four or five. Even and, d- despite the how messed up they are right now, it's it's not. I'm not I'm not wanting to avoid it as bad. Like I think I would want. I still want Utah more than Golden State, but I'm not like fearing it like I did with the. Would you rather have Golden staff. State or Denver? Oh, Golden State. Yeah. You'd much rather have Golden State than Denver, just because of Steph's not 100. percent 
And Jokic would just tear up the Jokic. I mean, are they going to get some of the other guys back? Like, I don't know about that. It's too late in the season. Like, we just haven't we haven't seen anything from Jamal Murray at all. We've seen him go to the great through the Grand Rapids G League team. I mean, cool. still, I mean, if he comes back and, and plays, I mean, he's going to be a spot, a spot up shooter, <laughs> I think, at that point. But yeah, I'm still angling for Utah. And well, let's see what I mean. They play Utah on Sunday. That's a massive game. Huge game. <laughs> like, huge, huge. I mean, these next two games are massive. I mean, Luca's going to go into this Minnesota game with what, three days off of rest? So that'll be huge. And I've heard that he's taken a cutout picture of Patrick Beverly's face from a magazine and pinned it to his like mirror in the in the bathroom. He just stares at it and just like I don't even it. think he dislikes Beverly. I think he just looks at him as like this like annoying pest. It's like, <laughs> bro, you're not even worth my time. Come on, just stop. Just stop talking to me. His little like brush off wave at him, like yeah. was incredible. It's like I'll play, I'll play nice for the cameras and all that, sure, but I'm I'm done. Like we're not friends off camera. Like let's not pretend like we're cool. Like we hang out. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for bringing Lockdown Maps. Your first listen every day. Tomorrow we will be back with more, and then Friday the big game against the uh, Wolves. We'll have a post game for it as well. Now go listen to Lockdown NBA with me and Pat, the designer from Lockdown Bulls. It should be fun. I'm excited. Pat is awesome, and I'm excited to host with him. Uh, every Monday through Friday, check out Lockdown NBA on YouTube and the podcast in 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Lockdown Maps.